get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm your host, Fergus. I'm joined today by Old Man Trev, Mem and Big T. We're going to look back at the North London derby. Uh, yeah, they do get battered everywhere they go. We will talk about that. And we'll look ahead to the game against Brighton, which is the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. We do hope you enjoyed the show, but remember, we've named it this for a reason. Boys, how are we? <laughs> good. How, how are we doing? Trev? Oh, good. I, I can't talk because this smile's stuck on my bloody face, isn't it? I've been on there that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lordy. What a week it's been, boys, eh? What a wonderful a fa- week for an Arsenal fan. A fantastic. You know, just, not just the result, everything. Everything about the game, the performance, the players, the, the crowd, the manager, everything. Everything. Beautiful. What a beautiful day to be Mem- Arsenal. How are we doing? Mem, how are, how are you? Doing? You're, yeah, you're smiling too, I can see. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a good day. It was a good day. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, let's hope it keeps going that way, yeah? Funny how things change so quickly in football. Not three weeks ago, everyone was calling for his head, weren't they? <laughs> Funny uh, this that. is true. Not everyone, and not everyone Mem, no. not everyone. <laughs> Quite a few there, were, there, 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 there were there were sections. Tony, there were sections that were calling for his head. Uh, we will discuss that and much more. How are you keeping? Uh, you're going to have to hold that microphone above the four chins, otherwise we don't hear you. <laughs> good evening, gents. Good evening. What a what a brilliant week it's been uh, to be an Arsenal fan. As as you boys have alluded to, it was a great Sunday. Uh, and to top it all off as well, the women go out and win five 0 as well. So we should mention those. So Sunday was a brilliant day to be an Arsenal uh, Arsenal fan. Uh, all in all, he was indeed. Uh, listen, uh, in and around the stadium, uh, I, as uh, myself and Trevor both uh, spent a little time care at the NHS, we were being very, very, uh, very careful uh, over the weekend. Uh, had a couple of beers uh, before the game uh, in the stadium, uh, but that was it. It was really, really downplayed than we normally do. But driving down to the stadium, as I hit Blackstock Road and all around the area, I'd park my car up near the old um, the old girl at the East Stand. And you could just hear everywhere there was people singing, there was people celebrating, and really there was a real atmosphere. Which look, I've been to loads of games at the Emirates and and some at Highbury, but I don't remember an atmosphere in a build up like that. Trev, Trev, being sober for once, um, what did you think of the the build up and the atmosphere leading up to to before you even getting into the stadium? You went to supporters' club, didn't you? Yeah, it it, it has been. I mean that atmosphere. That that's an Arsenal atmosphere, but we've we've not had it for a long time, Fergus. And and you're right, mate. You could sense a change in in people's feelings. I know it was North London Derby Day, so that that's an instant raise of of volume and and level of support. But as I, I walked down, I went down Blackstock Road and popped in a couple of pubs, and they were already loud a long time before the game. The pubs were loud, and. Um, then when we got up, me, Terry and me and Terry and little Tony, we got up to the ground. We were there an hour and a half before kickoff or more. And it was busy and it was packed already in there. Whether that's because they've got this two for one pints offer, 
whether it's just that the fans were up for it because it's Tottenham and, and Arsenal. But to be honest, I don't care, mate. It was it was what we've missed. And, and from the very start of the day till a couple of hours after the game, the supporters, amazing. Amazing. Great voice. And, and, and I saw someone say this week, could it be to do with the fact that a lot of the Arsenal season ticket holders have taken a sabbatical this year. So there's lots of different people getting into the ground. Who knows? There could be a million different reasons, but I don't care. It was great support. It was what our team needed. And we undoubtedly, well, as, as Saka and Smith Rowe said afterwards, boys, we undoubtedly lifted them, didn't we? The roof yep, was, the, the ground was shifting all day. It was a pleasure being an Arsenal fan. It was wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Big T, you were in one of the local pubs. Where were you? Were you in the Tolly, I think, beforehand? How, how was it there? Uh, and I was, in, I was in the 12-fins, mate, with uh, obviously the group of boys that I go with. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. The atmosphere was brilliant. And Trev's already alluded to, to how good the day was, atmosphere-wise. But I must say, and I've said it for probably all season, I've, I've said it in all the WhatsApp groups on Twitter, I think our support this season's been unreal. I think it's the best it's been for a long time. Even with the three games that we lost, um, I thought that the, the fans have still been behind the team. OK, they've said stuff in WhatsApp groups, they've said stuff on Twitter, but the support inside the stadium from match-going fans has been brilliant. You know, going in at half-time with Norwich nil-nil, it could have been a completely different kettle of fish. Um, there was probably a very, very small percentage that booed. But on the whole, the team have backed and supported. And, and like we've like we've spoke about, um, you know, last season, um, pre-season, etc. We've got to play our part this season. And right now, mm. right here, right now, we are playing our part. Um, and the last sort of three or four weeks is, has been a pleasure. The, 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 the fans are, are playing their part. Um, the players are feeding off of that. The club are tweeting about the fans. Um, and win, lose or draw, that's all you want. You just want us to be united together. Because when we're all united and together, we will be a stronger club. We have got a chance of getting back to where we was before. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a great atmosphere. It's brilliant. And, and like I say, we just need to continue that for the remainder of the season to to give those players. We need to be the 12th man and give those players a lift. And Mem, you, you were watching it from, from your house and watching on Sky. Um, did that atmosphere transmit across on TV? I know I, yeah, I've not managed to watch the whole game back, but like, could you hear how hyper everybody was before the game even started? As there, they were there talking was a about buzz the in the air, like, like like the boys have said. Um, I think we were up. I think we spoke as well, mate. I, I can't I can't be certain because memory's not great at the moment. But um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of people were up for it. I think, I think a lot of, a lot of Arsenal fans fancied the game on the day and, and 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 you know so it panned out that way and, and yeah you could you could sense the vibe coming off the screen and even like you know neville and the commentators are making comments about it throughout the game and um it's not something you hear that regularly about our, our you know you know our fans inside our own stadium um i hope it continues i hope it long continues because it as the lads have already said yeah we, we, they, the fans do need to play it apart they do have a role and it makes such a difference but mm. it's twofold isn't it you know you kind of like they feed off of each other and yeah yeah it was great i, I, you, I you totally agree and i think I, I think i think if the players didn't turn up on the pitch which we'll talk about in a minute um if they didn't turn up the fact uh, the, the 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 fans would have gone quieter and everything else just before we go into the actual the lineups and the actual game itself um for anybody who was in the north bank 
um, before the game. Uh, they may, I will probably have seen this. There was a guy doing a, a beer snake with all the, all the, all the, um, uh, the, 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 the pint glasses and everything else. But the crowd outside block five, six, seven, uh, all that whole area was just absolutely rocking they were singing about obviously Tottenham getting battered but also singing about our, our two starlets uh, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe this was this was um, about an hour or so before kickoff, and it just it, it started about ten minutes before that. Fifteen minutes. I got in at about three o'clock, and it just went on and on. I was in the stadium for the lineups when the lineups were announced. Uh, I know we talked about whether we wanted Granit Xhaka starting or not. The lineup uh, I was actually quite pleased with, and I was disappointed to see Granit Xhaka on the lineup uh, initially. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain that reason why, but just because I don't particularly like the player, and I also feel the player doesn't often offer um, an awful lot positive to our style of play in the sense that he goes sideways and backwards. But credit to the guy, he had a fantastic game. And I also think tactically it was a very good idea to have party and um, Shaka side by side to have that uh, double defensive uh, midfield. Uh, Trev, what did you make of the lineup? And in particular, we talked about uh, Shaka as well. What did you make of that? Yeah. Fergus, just before you move on, mate, just need to confirm what Tony and, and Mem have said there. That the, the, the support was brilliant for the for the Tottenham game. We know that, but it has been the, the standard of level of support for the Arsenal football team has been upper level all season. All season, as, as Tony rightly said, mate, we were at Brentford, Fergus, for the first game, and 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 our support was powerful and strong, and and I think that. The, to the two things that that men mentioned, uh, well, one thing that men mentioned was that the the, uh, the media have been on the, the Arsenal fans' back relentlessly, needlessly, and relentlessly, and with no substance to it to the fact they're on our back. Apart from the fact that most of the media that are on our back are ex-players that are jealous because they would have never been good enough to play for Arsenal reserves, let alone Arsenal. And there's a lot of jealousy there towards our great club. And secondly. We were, we were, I'm not going to dwell on it because we covered it off, but we were subjected to some, some vicious media reports, our fans away at Manchester City, when Manchester City scored a goal. That came from the media and it came from sections of people that, that pretend to be Arsenal supporters. And I think all these things have mounted up now and it's, and it's come to, to, the, to the top. And, and Arsenal fans, like us lot, are saying, balls to the lot of you. We're going to support our great club. And I think we saw that, Fergus. We saw that come to its height at the weekend. And it should continue. This is why I've come back to it, mate. We need to remember that not every game this season is going to be as exciting as us turning Tottenham over 3-1. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't go to Brighton this weekend and get a 1-1, you know. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't want it, obviously. Yeah. I want us to win every game. But we've got to remember that we keep the support up there and keep these young lads on that high. Yeah. Going back to the, to the team selection, Fergus, you and me spoke at length, didn't we? We were both singing off the same hymn sheet. I, was, I wasn't upset with any of the selections, apart from I, I, I'm not a lover of Xhaka like you. But as we're going to talk about shortly, Fergus, we've got to eat humble pie, mate, haven't we? You know, We've got to eat humble pie about Xhaka. Because if we're quick enough to give our opinions on someone when we think they're not very good, 
We've got to totally. eat humble pie today. He did all right, didn't he? Hey, played exactly the game we needed. A couple of tackles that scared me a little bit when he clipped from behind, but apart from that, just what we needed, mate. Just what we needed. Tony, what did you make of the lineup? Um, two defensive midfielders. Pepe was dropped, um, and then you had Saka on the right wing, which uh, which I think is a better position for him. And, and Smith Rowe uh, out on 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 the left with Abamyang through the centre. I think. Or was it was Abamyang and Smith Rowe swapping around? I don't know. Mate, for once, I actually called the, the starting eleven, which uh, is very rare. Um, the only the only question marks I had in the starting eleven was hold it up, son. Sorry to cut you off, Tom. Sorry, son. Yeah, that's better, mate. That's should, better, son. Um, should Abamyang or Lacazette start? Uh, that was the only question marks I had in the team. And the reason for that is whilst both players nece not necessarily have been in form, their record in the North London derby in terms of goals and assists is very, very good. So my only argument and question marks was who should start up front. Um, as it proved, Arteta got the team spot on with everything he'd done. The players turned up. Um, a bit like a bit like Trev's just said there regarding Shaka. Um, I've been um, I've I've directed some criticism towards Aubameyang, uh, not necessarily because of his goals, but more because of his body language and, and attitude. And yet on Sunday, I, I witnessed probably his best overall game in an Arsenal shirt since he's been with us. Not in terms of goals and assists, but in terms of what he does off the uh, off the ball. He put in a captain's performance Sunday, and like Trev just said, they're regarding Shaka. If you're going to be big enough to criticise people, you're big enough to applaud them. And I thought. You know, Aubameyang, for me, someone who I've criticised, really, really put in a shift. They all did, by the way. But, obviously, Aubameyang, someone that I have, I've, you know, shown criticism because of body language and attitude. And he was sensational. Winning the header, chasing lost causes, tackling, fighting back. That is what you want to see. And if he's going to continue to do that for the rest of the season, he can keep the armband for as far as I've, you know, for all I care. Because that was a performance he put in. Um, but, in all fairness, so did the other 10 players. So... Um, we're, we're, we're going to cover off the, 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 the players and the overall outstanding and, for the want of a better word, less outstanding, I don't think there was anybody, um, performances. So um, just going through the game itself, um, the opening 10 minutes, so lots of attacking football. Um, and uh, I was with Dan, who was on the, the, the podcast, Dan Gunning, who was on the podcast last week, uh, and he was with me in the North Bank, and I turned around to him and said, but it was about eight, nine minutes in, and I said, we need something from this, otherwise they're just going to sit there, suck it up for 20 minutes, and then hit us on the counter. Oh, it didn't look like that in the end, but I, I, I feared that we'd have 20 minutes and then just run out of steam, but we didn't. Uh, so that opening t 20 minutes... Uh, you had a lot of uh, attack in football. Did, did you think that it could have just ran out of steam at that point before um, Smithrow got that first goal? Funny you should say that, but yeah, after we got... First of all, I thought there was a lovely balance to the team, yeah? And the man's putting right-footed players in right-footed positions, left-footed players in left-footed positions. So there was a lovely balance and blend to the team, I felt, yeah? Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I was... A, yeah, you skill, You get the first goal, you're on top. We, we all know the saying in football, you have to take advantage when you're on top in games, yeah? Because it invariably always comes back and bites you in the arse. Um, um, the boys have said it. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a player below like an 8 out of 10 in, in, in the entire from 1 to 11. Um, you know, I think we're going to touch on other players later on. Um, I, I don't know how far you want me to go into it at, at this stage, but... Even Xhaka, I think we all felt the way you guys have uh, felt. 
I was no different. But yeah, he performed really, really well for me, where he's concerned. Can he replicate it again next week? And can he cut out all the silly, silly bugger mistakes? And Probably not, Mem. He's injured for three months. There you go. <laughs> oh, is he injured out? Is he out for that at the moment? Yeah, yeah he's out now. Yeah, he's, yeah. I've been double busy. That could be a blessing in disguise. Who, who knows? We'll see. We didn't do too badly um, with him out of the team, did we? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Um, and, and I think now that we've signed players like Lakonga. Uh, and you've got Odegaard who can play in that sort of position alongside party. I think we've got a squad that's got a little bit more depth, that, so we're so less heavily dependent on Shaka like we were uh, in last season. Um, ESR opening goal after 12 minutes, Trev. Saka's cross. Uh, we had quite a few opportunities before that. Aubameyang came, came close a few times. Uh, but um, ESR getting that first goal and he celebrated. I, 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 you know, a North London boy from Hale End. Uh, it was all his dreams come through to to score against uh, that lot. Yeah. Do you know, Fergus, you know what we've forgotten to do, mate? And you and me should have spoken about this before, mate. We've been a bit naughty in that. We should have mentioned that they had a, a minute's respect for uh, the great Jimmy Green, oh, which was yeah. impeccably... Uh, Seen, seen out by the Arsenal fans, looked after him, and it needs to be mentioned because Jimmy Greaves was a was a great man, a great player, regardless of who he played for. And the Arsenal fans, it was, fans, it was a, on the TV. It was, imp- it was, it was impeccably observed. They, Arsenal they, they fans, did, they did say it. They, did. they paid him every bit of respect he was due. So that's really nice. As for the first goal, Fergus, we, we just spoke about the first twenty minutes before the goal. And after about five minutes, do I, I, you know what I thought? I stood there and I thought to myself, Tottenham looked like Arsenal have been again in local derbies two or three seasons ago. And Arsenal looked like we've now got a team un, that, that, unlike in recent years, realises the importance of this game, right? That we absolutely ran Tottenham ragged. Tottenham weren't interested. They weren't interested. Harry Kane obviously don't want to be there, which is hilarious. And they were just, they weren't, the Tottenham weren't up to the standard of our players. And and our young lads shone through, shone through. And and as, as um, was it Saka said in his interview, didn't he, that this is how important it is. This is why young players that have come through the, the ranks are so important in these fixtures when they get good enough. Because Saka said that he had breakfast with Emil Smith Rowe the day before, didn't he? And, and they sat over breakfast and said, oh, boys, imagine what it'd be like to score in the North London derby. Imagine what it'd be like. This is how important it is to these young kids, and that's what drove them on. All three of the goals were superb attacking moves from deep in our own half. Unbelievably good moves. And and when when Emil Rhodes scored that goal, it just, it just released this firecracker of noise. It was noisy enough in the stadium. By God, it went up another level. It was just fantastic to see young kids and old men and everybody just enjoying the day. But it was just to see Smith Rowe score and then, of course, Saka, which we'll talk about in a minute. That move, the, the quickness of ball and the fleet of foot. And you, I, don't, I don't think people are realising yet just how good Smith Rowe could be. Smith, mm. this is massive. I'm not putting pressure on the boy. Well, I am. He will never know it because he won't see this. I'm telling you now, oh, Smith, yes, he does. Smith Rowe can be good as or better than Saka. They're both of that higher level. They're going to play off each other for years to come if we keep them. Astonishingly good. The ball at his feet, 
when he when he runs under pressure with the ball at his feet, Smith Rowe, you watch him. The ball never moves more than about six inches from his the end of his foot. And he weaves and he's gone and this pace and brilliant goal, brilliant day. Oh, I could waffle all day about it, Fergus. So I'll stop here, mate, and let someone else have a chat. Trip, trip. We scored the goals at the right time, didn't we, lads? We 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 got the first one early and then just as you're thinking, oh, is this going to get away from us? Yeah, the second and the third followed. And and, and we, we could have potentially have nicked another one, but it, it was a great day. I just, yeah, don't, I, I just want to, you know, all the, everything of that day, if they could just harness that, Trev, and just produce that, lads, week in, week out, I don't think we'd be far away at the end of the year. It, it's, it's, that's where Mem, I'm at with it now. Mem, just don't forget, right? Hold this in your head, mate. It, it, we are a changed side, right? The, we, from the defeat at Manchester City, was it four weeks ago? Five weeks or four games ago? From the defeat at Manchester City when we capitulated, our back five this game was to, that was a total change. It's a completely yeah, different. We're going to get on to that. I've been holding that back about the back five. Right now is, yeah. is Arteta's eleven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just obviously point pick up on what Trevor was saying, obviously about Saka and Smith Rowe and the start of the Tottenham game. Um, something that's already been mentioned quite a few that, that first tackle in the first couple of minutes from Ben White on, on Son sort of set the tone um, and, and I, I do see the characters in this team I know people don't want to be patient I know people think I've been stupid for trying to remain positive all summer but on Sunday was the first time I would properly say to myself that that was Arteta's team 100% because, yeah great you know yeah. he, obviously he likes Tierney he likes Shaka fine they were signed before but you know that Tommy Asu what a find he's been Gabriel is now Gabriel's character. I mean, five minutes from the end, when the fans, the fans just sensed a bit of nervousness, and all of a sudden he was turned around to every fan and he was like raising his arms as if to say, "Come on, start singing again, get behind us, we need you," and that's what you need. You need those characters. I mean, Ramsdale is proving it's all wrong. He's a character. Outstanding. Tommy Asu, personality. They're all punching. It's called personality. T. Personality. Someone, someone tweeted uh, the other day and said to Alan Smith, "Oh, does it really matter? Is you know, does that is that thing that he? Um, I can't remember the exact words, but does it really matter in football?" And he just put, "Correct, it does matter. It matters everything, yeah. and it does when you've got personnel and characters and you're pumping personality, pumping tack. Yeah, exactly that, mate." That lad has demonstrated more passive personality and character in the two, three games that I've seen him play. And I hold up my hand. I knew very little about the boy, yeah, other than he'd been relegated a few occasions in a couple of different clubs. He has demonstrated such character, personality, mate, bags of it, more than Leno's demonstrating over three, three and a half seasons. And I'm not digging him out. He's a decent goalkeeper. But this kid, nah. See ta-da, mate. <laughs> The, the players are feeding off of us, and we're feeding yeah. off the players. And we that's how it should be. The last three or four weeks has been. We have to continue this now for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I totally, totally I'm... agree. Before we go into the break, before we go into the breakdown of all the players, let's just let's go through the first half and the goal. So the second goal was um, it. It basically started from Ramsdale, who you talked about. Ramsdale passes to Shaka. Shaka passes to Tierney, who passes on to Bamiang, who can see Smith Rowe making the run. Ramsdale out of a hole there, boys. Hang, hang he does. Well. Did he not get lucky with Hobert, Ho, Ho, Holberg not controlling it properly, Tom? No, rubbish. I think, I think you've got to rubbish, give him yeah. credit. I know you're not all his <laughs> biggest fans, but he knows what he's doing there and he's either trying to win the foul or get the ball. And I know not people don't like him, but sometimes every now and then, man, come on, just that little bit of credit to Shaka. <laughs> oh, no, no, and, and that's what I, it should be honest, I, to be honest, I was giving him credit. Yeah. And, 
uh, but what, what what I liked was uh, and the run that Smith Rowe made. Aubameyang saw that Smith Rowe uh, run and then passed about Aubameyang. I thought it just looked like a classic, old school Arsenal. Uh, you know the invincible esque type goal, and I, I was did, so impressed did with that it. all game. Though he, the centre halves, the, the the full backs, everybody was looking to pass the in between the lines. We, we we passed the ball in between their lines and broke and turned them so many occasions. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, Trev, your thoughts so on that bad. second goal? Yeah, I, 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 is it? How do you say it? Hoiberg? Is it? Is it Hoiberg? Yeah, it's, Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah. Hoiberg cost Tottenham that goal because he tried to do what Tottenham have done for years. He tried to do what Harry Kane does, what Son does, what Ali does. He didn't even... F- when when Zaka lent on, just put his body onto him and turned him, Hoiberg's first thought wasn't to play the ball and play football. It was to, to stick a leg out from under himself and fall on the floor and pretend he'd been fouled. And Hoiberg was out of order Hoiberg went down when he could have quite easily played the ball. He moved his leg out of the way to stick it out to the side to make it look like he'd been fouled and dived. So Hoiberg was an ass, and he got his just desserts because from that moment on, it, as you just said, Fergus, it was a classic the Arsenal with a capital T, the Arsenal goal. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful goal. And Xhaka did, Xhaka did nothing wrong. He put his, you know... He put. He just turned him a bit, but he, he, uh, in my view, I know the boys think differently. He didn't touch Oiberg. Oiberg did what Tottenham do, and dived on the floor, going for the free kick. Didn't want to play football. Oiberg didn't want to play football in that moment. He was not interested in touching that football, and stopping any break Arsenal might make. The only interest in Oiberg's head was how dramatically he could make it look to the referee when he hit the floor, and he dropped a clanger, tough cookie. We scored a goal. Unlucky. I've seen them given, Trev, and, and I think Xhaka still got lucky with it because he got in front of him and he didn't quite control Nigel? the ball. Nah, nah, nah. He didn't quite get the... Listen, we're talking about Granite Xhaka, yeah? And I'm just seeing it and saying it for what it actually is. The guy's going to let us down again. So I'm not trying to piss on no one's parade here. Uh, he had a really good game. Fantastic. Best I've seen him play. Let's hope he can replicate half of that again for the remainder of the season. Is all I'm saying. And I, I, will, I will, even though I'm a bit of a Shaka fan or think he gets unfair criticism, I do get what you're saying, Mem. Shaka has produced this type of performance quite a lot in terms of he um, will have two or three great games and then he'll have two or three really bad games. And the frustrating thing for, for fans on Shaka, which I do agree with, is the consistency. Unfortunately, he sort of mirror images our team over the last couple of years. So I'm hoping okay. potentially now with party fit. With more of a, there's more legs in the team there, so those Definitely. legs can potentially cover Shaka. Shaka can do what he does potentially for Switzerland, uh, and with legs around him, I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping that we'll see obviously a lot less mistakes from Shaka. Um, but yeah, I'd rather not try and dwell on the negatives. I mean, I'm in a good. I'm, I'm not being negative Arsenal at all. Win, mate. Arsenal women are currently beating Tottenham women three-one. Where we are cool. scoring from. <laughs> So, let's keep I thought the, the back, <laughs> the back four, the back five was just, just the, the foundation and the base for everything. That the right back is such an upgrade. On I liked Hector, I really did. did but near the end, I, it was getting quite hard to watch him. The, the, the young, we, we, uh, we, the, brilliant. This, this. Mem, we did, we, we did have a twelfth man on the pitch, and that twelfth man gave a double assist uh, for the third goal. 
Um, he he spits when he talks. He dribbles when he walks. He eats with a bib. Um, the, the the England darling Harry Kane lost the ball on the edge of our box, um, and then up the other end, Saka uh, ran at uh, um, ran at the defence and. Um, Lost the ball, but thankfully that super number 12 uh, player for us uh, passed the ball straight into Saka's feet and um, we scored uh, the third goal. Trev, uh, we, you talked about it and laughed about it, that he gave a double assist. Uh, what did you make of that goal? And then I've got a, a little quiz about a number seven that we'll do before we go into the second half. I thought it, I thought it was hilarious. I didn't When we were live there at the time, I didn't quite grasp just what an involvement Kane had in in our goal and uh it was it was oh, i just got four one up arsenal ladies um, it was um, it was hilarious because he didn't do what makes it even funnier is he didn't do anything else all day he didn't do anything else all day harry kane is doing what what uh what's what messer Ozil done to us a few years ago he's running out on the field probably giving 50 percent. you watch me eat me words now he'll score against us next time but it was, but you see, when you when you're playing like Arsenal were, when Saka and Smith Rowe and Odegaard, we've not mentioned Odegaard, are, are playing that well as a three, just behind their forward, you can't you can't deny them a little bit of luck. Yeah, Saka was running through and Kane chipped the ball through for him, but Saka still made a wonderful finish, and they deserve when they're playing that well, they deserve that bit of luck. Brilliant. Another brilliant three classy, classy bits of finishing by the Arsenal Football Club on the weekend. And uh, he doesn't want to be there. You, you, you can, you, you can see one of you two said earlier on about he, he, he doesn't want to be there. That, you know, when a player comes out in the summer and says, "Yeah, I want to leave," and then you end up keeping him. Uh, the, 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 the next well, time we, I think that was evident the in the finishing as well because he had the header just before half time. Uh, Good chance. A couple of chances in the second half. Harry Kane on form. Harry Kane in the right head takes those chances, and we've seen yeah. it. he always punishes us. He didn't want to. I mean, one on one, he really, he just, he was so half-hearted and like luckluster. And again, we we've experienced it before with with players that don't want to play for the club. They're no good to have around. I don't care how no. good. No, they're not. If they don't want to be at the club, they're no good. And we've no. we've experienced it. And when I was telling my Tottenham friends that, trust me, just sell. If he doesn't want to be there, he'd be a bad. Day. No, no, we're different. We're different. Same with the stadium, same with Harry Kane. We've experienced it before. We're not telling them because they're our rivals. We're telling them because the fact is we have experienced it and we've had some bad bad, bad experiences from that. Yeah, so it's fact. The best mm. thing they can do is sell him, move on, uh, hopefully get relegated, then liquidated and then completely go out of business. Before we continue, I just want to put this up here. So uh, talking about um, number sevens, we have... Um, we have a lovely uh, uh, piece of artwork by Charlie Shanks, uh, who can be followed at by underscore Charlie on Twitter. Uh, Charlie has offered uh, to give this as a prize for this, uh, as a celebration of the Tottenham game um, for this episode. So what I'd like you to do in the comments, if you'd like to, um, or actually it's probably... Yeah, in the comments, uh, we'll pick somebody randomly out after the uh, podcast. Uh, answer the following question. Who wore uh, the famous number seven shirt in our first season at the Emirates Stadium? So if you want to know, if you want to win a copy of this oh, no. uh, in A4, oh, no. 
<laughs> you're not allowed to enter. You're not allowed to enter. So if you do, um, just put in the comments uh, who wore our first number seven shirt, um, uh, the, the number seven shirt in our first season at the Emirates Stadium. And follow uh, Charlie uh, at art by underscore Charlie uh, on Twitter. Uh, guys, so let me just take that off the screen. There we go. Uh, lovely poster, art, wouldn't you think? Right. Lovely bit of art. art. Well, um, listen, so, listen, before we move on from the defence, can we just have a minute talking about, uh, specifically, right, let's not drift off it, specifically talking about this lad, Tommy Yashu, because what a yes. fine this boy is, eh? We need to just give him a, a bit of airtime, Fergus, he's worth it, mate. Wow, I don't know what you boys yeah. thought, but... And, and I think men mentioned it earlier. We should pay our respects to Cavo or um, Sky Sports. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mention him. I hate him. I wouldn't mention him. But but Tone, Mem, Ferg, phenomenal. What, what for someone that they were laughing at us for buying? I know. What an upgrade. He had. I mean, I know Son scored a goal, but he had him in his pocket. He didn't get a look in all game. That was only after he come off that wing, though, weren't it, mate? You're absolutely right. He didn't get no change out of him, and he had to come off of that flank. He actually yeah. ran off. A, he actually, without mentioning, you know, without digging him out, Saka. But he actually come off a of Saka. When you watch the highlights, he goes past Saka. Saka just doesn't track the runner quick enough. Yeah. But Trev Ferg, boys, men. I mean, what a signing he's been. I, I tweeted before when we was linked with him when we signed him. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's about. I've fallen in love. I, I yeah. absolutely. And I know Ferg don't like the swim. I fucking love him. I absolutely yeah. love the bloke. He's just you want wind readers. He gives, and you know what? When he when he made the tackle from Ramsdale, it's just when they're punching each other. Yeah. I just love it. I just yeah. he, he's yeah. falling. Personality he's again, so mate. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And, and I, I've, I've heard he doesn't talk. This, this, this I've heard, we've missed it for years. I've heard he's <laughs> what your boots. I've, I've heard. He, <laughs> I've heard he doesn't talk a great deal of English, but. Mate, on a pitch, if you're a footballer, you play, yeah? You, you don't need to be able to speak the same language to know what's going on. And he, yeah, all, been an unreal uh, signing. The, yeah, the spirit and the bonding between this first, this this back four and five. Yeah, f fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You've got to mention Gabriel, man. I, 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 I absolutely love Gabriel. I, he's so committed. And not only was he trying to G the... Did you see that ball that he chased? He chased the ball out to the touchline near the halfway line with literally minutes to go. And it, again, there was a comment made by, by, the, by the commentator suggesting that you can see there's a difference in this Arsenal team. Um, and it was very well evident on the day. Just need to do that again now against Brighton. I, I know it's a different club and different levels of expectations and it's not a derby as such. But if they could just produce 80-90% of that again, mate, whoa, wow. Here we go. Here we go. Just on Gabriel, I think he's got a lot of ingredients to become um, a leader. Um, like we've just said, and I alluded to um, at the um, towards the end of the game, he's there and the fans up, he's getting it. And how our results with and without him are quite frightening. He's so committed, uh, mate. Well, you, could, you could see, remember, you could see. Well, he will get better, he? I know, Tone. I know, I know. And that's you, why. Oh, yeah, you two, really, you two really need to get a room. <laughs> you two need to get a room. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could see, you could see uh, Gabrielle's influence in the Burnley game, uh, uh, like you've uh, uh, 
pointed on uh, Tamiyasu. I hadn't heard of Tamiyasu before he signed for Arsenal. I had heard uh, all the stuff that went around in the media about us being getting second, third dibs on him and everything else. I must admit, I even thought it might have even be, excuse my ignorance, but um, a slight um, marketing ploy. We've seen it done before when other teams, including our own in the past. Uh, but the guy has pro- proven to be a fantastic player. He's not even played in his preferred position. He's played as a right back and his preferred position is a centre back. Uh, but there's other players that stood out for me throughout the game. And like, OK, Spurs did get one back. Uh, the second half, they did turn up the screw. They made two substitutions. Uh, Deli Ali disappeared. Yeah, uh, but but the the the, the, the the thing that was leading me into that, uh, Trev, was Ramsdale's performance in that second half. Um, the amount of fantastic saves he made. Yeah, and the disappointing thing about that goal that he did concede, he made three or four uh, fantastic saves, almost one after the other. And and the one he conceded was almost the easiest one, Trev, that he conceded. What? It was a, you, point, blank, point blank. Berg is blasted at him from about two yards and he's got an answer. It gave that a yeah, break. Quite. How old no, is he? I, I don't know. Is he 23, 24 now? He's, 20... he's lifted. Uh, what Mem said earlier about, about Leno, right? Leno's, Leno's not a bad goalkeeper. But no. Ramsdale is a better goalkeeper. Not just because of his shot stopping, but just watch the defence. Watch the lift he gives the defence. And he's on top of everything. He's even telling ball boys, hey, steady on, don't you throw that ball back to me yet. We don't want that ball back yet. Ramsdale's on top of everything. And I think from looking at him, right, he's got the most important thing for a high-quality goalkeeper. He's got a bit of a screw loose, right? It's just, he's buzzing all the time. And the best goalkeepers of ev- we've ever seen have always been a bit way out. My my good friend John Burridge, right? One of the, you boys probably don't remember John Burridge. One of, the, one of the unluckiest goalkeepers ever to not play for England. Budgie, superb goalkeeper, bit of a fruit loop, but that's what made him a great keeper he was. And I can see a bit of that in uh, in Ramsdale. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about everyone. I'm so excited that we've got. I think put me right, boys. I think we've got the youngest team in the Premier League now, haven't we? We do. Yeah, we've got we do. Yeah. Now that is exciting. Aver- we need to be excited about that. You just you I think the average age is something like about 25. I'll tell you what's nice as well. Tony's mic not working properly. You can just keep talking over <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, li- listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> Tony. Tony, Obviously, Trev's alluded to the age. I'm hoping that people start giving. I'm, I'm not expecting them to start, you know, singing praises of Arteta again, but. Hopefully now they can start seeing what the club are doing. That they've brought in a lot of youngsters, and I was happy with all the signings. They've all proven to be really good signings. I still think we needed one or two more, but that's here and there. But the players we brought in are starting to make a difference. They're young players, and they're hopefully going to be around for another few more years. Tony, Tony, I, I wasn't, I wasn't super excited about the the signings. The, the one that made the most impact on me was probably Ben White because I'd seen him in the Premier League and so on. Uh, Odegaard, I wasn't hugely impressed with on his loan spell, but he looks such a better player as a, a permanent fixture in the squad. Just uh, Steve has said a poor form about me saying that comment about Ramsdale. I was really looking. He had such a great performance. It was just that that just seemed like the 
the the, 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 the easier of all the fantastic saves he made. So that that was all. Stop, Trevor. I'm not digging it. I, I was trying to comp. I was trying I to compliment the, save, the guy overall. The save he made from Mora. That ever played in goal will tell you. He's already alluded to it, um, Ramsdale, that unfortunately when you take one step and put your weight on the wrong foot, because he's yeah, already yeah. said he should have saved it, but unfortunately because he puts his weight on the wrong foot, he didn't lose his balance. He loses his balance because... The save he one. made against from Lucas Mora, the one that looped, that he got his fingertips to, I thought that was yep. a worldie, okay? And you, you, what you just said, Tony, the re I asked a little bit earlier on, how old is the lad? 23, 24, Yeah. Because I think in a couple of years' time, he saves that point-blank shot. Because That's how I believe he's going to progress and improve, in my opinion, anyway. yeah, I think he's, he's top, man. He's such an upgrade on Leno. He's, he's as much of an upgrade on Leno as Tommy Asu is on Hector Bellerin. It's very so, exciting it, times. Aubameyang looked like he was up for it, which was really good. And we haven't seen him up for a game like that in a long time. Um, overall, we all agree that there was outstanding performances um, by everybody on the pitch. Um, I found it hard to pick a man of the match. I'd probably give it to uh, probably Smith Rowe because he scored a goal and that great assist to the Abamian goal. You could easily give it to Ramsdale. Who would you say was your man of the match? First of all, Mem, then Tony, hold your microphone up. Uh, that's what we're going to have to call him from now on. And, and then Trev. Um you're right. I think everybody played really, really well. Uber was magnificent. But for the first 20, 25 minutes, I thought young Emmy Emil Smith-Rowe, um, I thought he was electric and aided by Saka. So for me, just for the first 20, 25 minutes, he was electric. They couldn't handle him. So, yeah, Smith-Rowe all day long. Very, very closely followed by young Bukayo, who was excellent also. Tony, you're a man of the match? If I'm honest, I, I can't really call one because every player no. played their part. Um, every, you know, Odegaard did not stop running. And I know people have said, oh, I'm one of them, said he ain't good enough. Ozil couldn't have done what Odegaard done on Sunday and run around for 90 minutes, pressing, tracking back, tackling. A Bamiyang pulled off something. I didn't. He was winning headers, tackles. He was holding the ball up. I, I can't pick a man in the match because they're all, all you know, brilliant in each. If I was to collective, force you to pick one. Collective, I think the fans. Hmm. Fair shout. Fair yeah. shout. Not Harry. Not Harry Kane for his double assist. <laughs> At least you got his name right. <laughs> <laughs> good. Right. Good comeback. Trev. We've took the Mickey now, right? That word is now banned for the rest of this podcast. No one is allowed to say his name. Yeah. What Fergus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to man of the match. It is hard to, to, to judge it because we've almost been through the whole team. We've not mentioned, right? We've not mentioned. I thought Thomas Party probably had his best game in an Arsenal shirt, right? He looked a class act on the ball. I'll tell you what, Thomas Party looked. He looked fit. He looked fit. And I don't think we've seen a fully fit party for, you know, in our side. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. In my view, we haven't. And I thought that Thomas Party played a, a, a massive part in a game. I thought that Tierney was bombing up and down the wing in the first half a lot more than we've seen him recently. And and not only was he bombing up and down the wing, as Tony just rightly said, he had Alabama Yang running his socks off in front of him, giving him targets, yeah? So, so we've not mentioned Tierney. Although I did notice in the second half, I think that 
from what I could watch in, Arteta was holding Tierney back from making too many runs up and down the wing in the second half. I think they, he thought, I'm just going to keep Tierney under wraps a bit. I don't know. That's my view anyway, because he didn't bomb forward anywhere near as much second half. But, you know, you've got Party played really well. Tierney played fantastically well as well. And I think that's just about the whole team, isn't it? I mean, Aubameyang, the set pieces now, if we get a corner or a free kick now, you know, whereas like as, as little as half a dozen games ago, you were thinking, why are they putting it in the box? We've got no one to get on the end of it. Now, you've got Tommy Yasu, you've got White, you've got Party, you've got, you know, Gabriel, you've got some big lads in there. We are a completely different picture. From top to bottom, 1 to 11, we're a totally different proposition from that short time ago. And that is because, as you boys rightly said, Arteta has started to get his team on the field. Right? His team on the field. He's not been able to do that. But if you pushed me, Fergus, pushed me to name a man of the match, I would go for Tommy Yasu. Only because it's only his third game. And phew, what a class act. What a class act. You couldn't argue. But they all, like, you couldn't really... You could make an argument for any of the 11, to be fair. I think the key going forward is hopefully just keep them fit and healthy. Yeah, because this is... Tony said it. Um, this is our best 11. I think this is our best 11. Yeah. Mem, you alluded to you alluded to it earlier about the back five. So now's yeah. your opportunity to expand on that back five. I think five. it's absolutely. Key I want to I want to finish up on this game and go to the Brighton game there afterwards. But I go think on. it's absolutely key and fundamental that we keep this back four together. Yeah, um, it, it, you can see they're playing for each other. We, we've got a wonderful, wonderfully gifted left back who just loves getting forward, and 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 Tommy Asu just just brings a nice balance to it because. He does, he does get forward, but he doesn't get forward quite as often as regularly as what KT, KT does. And I think Ramsdale behind him, uh, Ferg, like, like, like the lads have said, he, he, he just breeds confidence around uh, his defenders. The communication between them is fantastic. They uh, you know, each other, don't they? So well, mate. The balance is what I said earlier on. You know, he's, putting a, he's got a left-footed centre-half in the left-footed centre-back's berth. He's not been able to do that since he's been at the club, and even this season, even the first game of the season, you know, when this is the first, last three or four weeks, he's been able to select the team, you know, in his in his vision. But I honestly think that the back five is key and fundamental. It, it gives, it allows everybody else to play. And if we can keep that back five fit um, from now until the end of the season, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about him. Let me come in here for so young as well. What Mem says what Mem says is very important. Exactly right. But we talk about keeping the back five and the players fit. But what we've got, and I, I don't, I want to be in Europe. I want Arsenal to play in Europe. I miss it badly. But come January, February, March next year, all of our main rivals are going to be are going to be been playing in Europe every week. They're going to be playing hard games, and they're going to start to tire. We've not got that this year. We, we, we haven't got really the excuse of our players getting tired because they are going to get plenty of weeks off and it could play a massive part at the end of the season. Hey, up, Fergus has gone. Oh, yeah, cool. You know, yeah, he's back. back. So I think that come January, February, March next year, after a hard season, us not being in Europe may well work in our favour. 
just keep perspective of the whole season as well. For me, I don't think as great as Sunday was, and as you know, we've gone on a little bit of a winning run, and he, you know, whatever happens on on Saturday happens on Saturday. But for me, at the start of the season, was we get as close or we finish fifth and possibly win a League Cup, but get as close to the top four as possible. I think Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea have sewn up top four. Man United, the only way Man United won't make the top four this season is because of Solskjaer. But we've got to keep everything in perspective and think, you know what, we've got to progress little by little. We can't, you know, run before we can walk. We've had a couple of bad years. Arteta is now starting to put his stamp on it. If we was to get fifth and, say, win the League Cup, for me, that's that's a positive season. That's a good season. And then next season, we can really kick on and, and challenge for top four and, and, and obviously build, build further. Agreed. Agreed. I, to be honest, I think top four is probably a push... That bit too far at this moment in time, especially from uh, where we where we are at the moment and how we're building. I think the only only berth in the top four that is available is what you alluded to, Tony, which is the Man United slot that they've got at the minute, because their squad looks a little bit disjointed and their managers um, getting a he's getting an awful lot of leeway because of who he is and 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 because of Fergie in the background and so on and uh, and he's doing what he's doing so i th- i think if if anybody is to drop out of that top 4 as the the given it would be man united but then you've got leicester you've got west ham you've got villa who are doing very very well you've got everton there's an awful lot of other pl- uh, teams that could possibly scrape into that sort of area and we're competing with all of those for that fifth sixth uh, sort of position. I wouldn't want it up seventh and into uh, the, the, the Europa Conference. Um, we do have to bear in mind that in January, the African uh, Nations Cup is on. And as Dan says, uh, we could lose party, Aubameyang, Pepe, uh, all to the, the African Nations Cup in, in January. So that could be, that could possibly, um, that could possibly uh hinder our, that, that advantage that Trevor mentioned about not, not having European football um, so yeah I'm, I'm looking I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where we where we go listen uh, finally on, on the Tottenham game uh, Nuno Santos was heavily linked to Arsenal uh, as a replacement um, for uh, Unai Emery and uh, he was quite high up in the odds and everything else and I actually thought he probably would uh, get the position. I know his representatives were at Highbury House and discussed uh, possibly him uh, taking a position at, at Arsenal. Did we dodge a bullet, a bullet, Trev? No, we just didn't employ him because he weren't good enough for the Arsenal. You know, it shows his standard. He went to Tottenham. I don't think we dodged a bullet. We probably had a, a proper system in place to weed out the weak managers and we weeded out a weak manager and let that lot up the road, Abby. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think it's just so much the manager when it comes to that lot. They're just a club that, you know, we're hard on them, aren't we? But we've got a right to be hard on them. They're just a club that can't win things. They're just, they're not good enough. They've built a big new stadium and think it makes them a big club and, and they're not. And and they've got a manager that probably meets their standards. I also think they've got a squad that hasn't been re- rejuvenated like what uh, Wenger did over the years and Fergie and so on. Uh, they've brought in one or two players every year. They haven't. They, they... No, 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 no. Listen, just yeah. Well, if you buy a microphone, you can have an opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, the, the 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 atmosphere around the stadium. We talked about it before the game. We talked about half time. We talked about it throughout the game. After the game, we always meet up uh, around block nine ten. There's the bar there, and just have a have a, a debrief on what we thought of the game. And if you're having a beer, having a beer, and then going off to a, a pub. About an hour after the game, outside the Tony Adams statue, this is still going on. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! 
this is an hour an hour after um, well this is about a half hour after uh, the game finished and it carried on even longer and longer as the light was fading there was smoke bombs all sorts going up we don't see an atmosphere like that at the Emirates Stadium very often do we how comes the AFT Guys. boys don't be posting that sort of stuff? And what will they? What will the AFT boys have to moan about, mate? If we actually start consistently winning and improving, what what's going to happen to all of them lads on that? I don't ever watch it. I don't know hardly any of the characters, but oh. I only get from what I hear from you boys. So, what Mem, are they going to do with themselves, man? Today. Don't touch that today, Mem, son. <laughs> all I'm saying is, what are they going to do with themselves? No <laughs> need. I'll tell you the best thing about that celebration. Not only was it an hour after the game, but none of them people was stupid enough to chuck a pint up in the air and ruin me Stone Island. Not one pint went up in the air, right? Because I was getting all that chucking beer around. Don't pay six pounds for a pint of beer and chuck it in the air. Pay six pounds for a pint of beer and give it to me if you want, but don't chuck it up in the air, right? It was brilliant after the game. The atmosphere and the, the, the feeling of, of euphoria. It was euphoria. It was wonderful. It was a great day. And we've got to keep it up. You've got to keep it up. And, and it's most important, as I said earlier, if the team's not having the best of days, and as we now know, get behind them and lift them. Tony said it earlier. Lift them. Lift the team. You know? It's not just about seen- days on the weekend. It's brilliant. And we, we want that support all the time. And we can do it. You know? You've seen, so you see it at lower league... You go to a lot of lower league football because uh, you enjoy your football so much, Trev. And you see it at, at teams that are, you know, uh, not doing so well. And they've got the hardcore fans that will sit there and sing and applaud their team the whole way through. And and, and that's what it should be. And, and we, we talked about, and I think it was yourself, Trev, that mentioned, and we have talked about it ourselves, um, with a lot of uh, season ticket holders, for whatever reason, either maybe due to money, COVID, are just having enough of the Emirates. They've given their season tickets up either temporarily or permanently and other people have been able to buy those uh, season tickets. The club have actually tried to make sure they fill the seats, giving people who are on the waiting list an opportunity to have a, a season ticket for a year and then uh, have a priority option of buying a season ticket the following year, which would be theirs for life or as long as they renewed it. And between that, the lack of tourists, uh, the Norwich game was a huge example. The, the, the noise for the Norwich game was huge. And, and, and that's Norwich, for Christ's sake. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the Spurs game, I understand it getting loud. The, the game, the first game of the season, Chelsea, it's been great. So let's keep it up. We got Brighton away and uh, myself and Trevor were talking earlier today. And he said, it's a pity I can't make Brighton away. I've got family commitments, which uh, I can't do the Brighton away. But I'm expecting the atmosphere to be really, really, um, really, really good. Who do we who do we have to worry about there? Uh, because... You know, they, they were kept off the top only by a draw against Palace on Monday night. Uh, their top score, goal scorer is Mopay. Um, Mopay. Mopay, yeah. Um, you've got uh, Basuma, who was... Um, uh, he's not one of our players, so it doesn't matter. Um, said Basuma <laughs> with top interceptions and top tackles. you got Dunk, which is a top passer. Um, and then you've got Shane Duffy, who's... Uh, their second top passer and, and top for goals uh, in the top for goals clearances aerial battles and passes. They're, they've got a decent spy, the spine of a team. What what are you moaning about? It don't matter because we've got Sakura and Emelsmith rule, and I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like like that. Like. 
You were saying, Trev? <laughs> I, I don't care. Fergus, you see, this is what the support's all about, right? We, we don't care about Brighton. I know that the support of Brighton from the Arsenal fans on the weekend is going to be absolutely superb. I know already. I know that. I don't care about Brighton. I don't care what they do. I don't care what they bring. Because I know that after the recent performances, that Brighton can bring their best. And if, as long as we're on our toes, we'll beat them. Because we really have played that well. You know? So I don't care about Brighton. You bring who they want. I'm just... Malpay though, Malpay, I don't like you. And if you score and come over to the away fans like you do, giving it Billy big balls, just stand back a little bit. Because if you get with me about two foot, I'm dragging you in the crowd. That's it. I'm dragging <laughs> you in the crowd, Malpay, and we're having our way with you. So if you score a goal, just keep your distance, son. I don't like so, it. But it don't matter Trev, about you, you... honestly, mate. Seriously, I don't give one flying toss about Brighton. And Hove Albion Football Club this weekend. I'm not even going to look at their team. I'm not worried because I'm in a position at the moment where I'm going to support the Arsenal. I've got to support the Arsenal. And if we play to the best of our abilities with our team, it won't matter. Brighton can put who they want out. We'll beat them. There. Terry agrees with you. Um, are you going to predict the score then for the, for the Brighton game then? You did yes. mention 1 1 earlier. No, 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 no. Did I mention one-one? You might have to rewind. You mentioned it could it could be one-one, but you didn't say that was your prediction. I said it could be a draw. So it could be a draw. You know, but the the fact I was making there was that if it's a draw, you know, then it's a draw. We still get get behind the team. I'm just talking over (laughs) tone now because you can't hear him anyway. I think we're going to win comfortably at Brighton. I think we're going to probably win about three-nil. Tony, uh, first of all, we're starting a crowdfunding for you um, to see if we can whip round to see if we can buy you a decent microphone. Um, so yeah, even even our listeners are. Uh, do you want to do you want to unmute yourself first? Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening, mate. All, all my mics have seemed to have broken, and I don't know. But um, look, I'll send you a link. They're only about sixteen quid. All right, mate. It's my birthday next week. Send us one. Yeah. Uh, it's not, but I'll have one. Um, look, we just got to go to Brighton on on Saturday. We've got to respect them, respect their that they're a hard working side. They're they're a, you know a together side. But we've got to turn up and do our job. Um, we you know as we say all the time, it's about what, what Arsenal turns up. You know if the Arsenal of the first three games turn up, we ain't we ain't getting a point there. But if the Arsenal of the last three or four weeks turn up, we're going to go there and you know for me we're going to win sort of two nil three one. But it all depends on you know we we've got to continue we've got to build this momentum continue this winning run because going into the international break completely turning our season on his head could only stand us in good stead you know there's no fixtures in the Premier League that are easy anymore but our run up in the next few weeks is favourable and then we go into the winter period so we need to make sure that we, we go into the international break in, in, in you know good spirits the momentum's still intact um, and then hopefully we can build on that after the international break mm. And what score are you going from them? Um, I'm not sure. I think we win. Because I'm with Trevor, and it is about momentum and keeping it up and keeping the lad, keeping the key players in our team fit. Because um, I don't think we got fantastic backup in, in in the squad, not yet anyway. But I think we win because the momentum is really good with the team at the moment. They're really on on an upper, and I, I feel I will feel off. Won't you feel cheated if they don't go out there and and put on? 
that kind of a performance again. If proof they can do it, just go out there and play like they played last weekend, and everything will be everything will just fall into place. I, I think we win two one. Brian are a good team. They've got a good manager. They know what they're doing. Yeah, um, they're, they're, they're no mugs. I will take a boring, boring game of average football as long as we win one nil. Um, and I, to be honest, I think I think we'll I think it'll be a two nil win as long as we've got Ramsdale and goal. I think you keep keep a clean sheet. After that, we again got Palace, Villa, and Leicester away. Uh, Palace and Villa at home on the Monday and the Friday, which we've talked about before, and then Leicester away. And that's us ten games in. At that point, we can sit back and assess. I think Arteta and assess the team and the signings and everything else after the Leicester game, and I don't think before that. Um, guys, uh, the competition, uh, just in case anybody wants to get in uh, um, again, uh, follow uh, Charlie Shanks at art underscore, uh, art by underscore Charlie. Um, Who's picking the winner, the, uh, A random computer is going to do it. I'm going to get a thing on the internet, and I've got a number by everybody who has entered uh, to win this and just a last chance before we press the end button, if anybody hasn't entered, uh, the question was, who who uh, was the first to wear the number seven shirt in our first season at the Emirates Stadium? So if you put your answer, if you haven't already, in the comments uh, before we fi uh, finish tonight. Make sure you uh, check your answers. <laughs> um, put, put your answers in the chat uh, and then we'll go from there uh, boys uh, it's been really good thanks very much not finished not finished not of course finished he's not of course he's not of course he's not Tony just made a, a massively important point there you know he said that if the Arsenal of the first three games of the season turn up we, won't, we couldn't beat Brighton and Tony's exactly right we wouldn't get close to Brighton but I'm just going to put another context on it. Another context on it. We won't be like the first three games of the season because our back five is completely different. We are a different team. And I hope I'm right and I hope, I hope we win. Fergus, you are right, mate. Listen, mate. Something that made me laugh, right? Match of the day two. I don't know if you saw match of the day two after the game on Sunday. They put up this cringeworthy, like sort of comedy start where Scott used to be a big six and now Man United, Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea are pulling away from Tottenham and Arsenal. And I, I can't, I can't leave it because, right, there's no doubt that them them four have pulled away from Arsenal over, over recent seasons. If you don't hold your hands up to that, you, 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 you're stupid because there's no fact. But what really bugs me is they keep grouping us in with that lot from up the road, right? And it's wrong, right? We've won 14 FA Cups. They're still in single figures. We've won 13 league titles. They've won two. The last one nearly 60 years ago. We've won 49 that. games unbeaten. We've, we've, we've like gone seasons unbeaten. We're, we shouldn't be linked with that light up the road. We're miles ahead. Miles ahead. And it really bugs me. Really bugs me. We are a better football club than Tottenham Hotspur have ever been or ever will be. All you media people, stop clumping us with them. Stop it. We're <laughs> better. Do you, not, do you not think it's more frustrating, Trev, that when Chelsea and Liverpool or even United had dropped out, there was no mention of, oh, you know, it was always the big six. And this this it comes again where the media hate us. I don't think they, they've hated yeah. us for years and they always will. Because when those teams were outside that top four and we was comfortably, we was getting mocked for being in the top four. 
Now yeah. all of a sudden it's a big achievement again. We will yeah. always be mocked and, and ridiculed by the media. But you know what? Like all the others said, stick your fingers up. We're the Arsenal, and this is what's making us strong, or hopefully stronger this season. Our togetherness. Exactly. A united, a united front together as one, sticking our fingers up to the rest of the world. We are the Arsenal. Yeah. 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 Trev, say stop, and I will. I've got a random number generator going on here, oh. and this is the person who's going to win it. So stay, say stop. Arnie, put that comment from Arnie up there. Put that comment from Arnie up at the bottom. Arnie, I, I don't know if you're mucking about there, son. I don't know if you're being jovial, right? You see, but it's not only Tottenham, Arnie. If if you don't grasp what the North London derby means, mate, don't put it up there, son. It's massive. It's not about only Tottenham. It's about a much bigger picture, mate. It's about history. This is the one game of the year, Arnie, mate. You know, we, it was a massive win. Massive win. Sorry, Fergus. Go. Uh, pick a number. Uh, tell me when he to stop. Stop, not go. Stop. Um, Mr. Mr. Andy Fink. Number two on the list. Andy, uh, you've uh, won that uh, lovely picture by Charlie. Uh, there we go. Uh, I will get in touch with Charlie and put you in touch with him and we can organise getting that to you. But do make sure you get onto Twitter and uh, follow Charlie at uh, Char uh, by underscore Charlie. Um, right. Quality uh, just the work he does. Quality. That is class, mate. Yeah. That is such, such, so nice. That is so good. In fairness, um, I can show you uh, some of his other work before we finish off. So uh, there we go. Uh, here's some of his other bits and pieces that he's got on here. He's got boxes in there. He's got uh, uh, Captain Tom. Um, he's got, there was a lovely picture of um, the stands, so some lovely stuff. We're, we're very fortunate that there's a few people out there the that can do this sort of one. stuff. The Guns and Yellow Ribbons, we'll have to commission a Guns and Yellow Ribbons one, or he, he might want even want to do one for us. Uh, Charlie, I hope you're listening. Uh, we've also got, um, uh, there's, there's quite a few out there that... that um, that do do stuff like this. We had Ruth who put some stuff up before uh, for us, and uh, there's some other uh, other artists on our group. Uh, and don't mean his artists. Put on his last comment up. All right, here we go. Is that last comment? Yeah, Arnie, I'm sorry if I upset you, son. Uh, it's nothing personal, mate. It's just that when it's the North London derby, my passions go off the scale, mate. Don't take it personally. I just, it's just me, me and my my. If you dislike, I could think of something worse to put, but my dislike of Tottenham, it doesn't matter what it's all about. That game to me is, comes close to my heart. That's, if I ever meet up, we all tell the story of why, mate. But being North London born and bred, it's uh, it's something that, that, that's deep inside me, my passion for this North London derby, mate. So don't take it personal, Arnie. Could have been anyone there, mate. And if you Trev did, just gets I upset because he's one of the uh, few people that was around when Tottenham last won the league. Well, do you know what? I wasn't. I missed it by a year, Tone. Gutted. Missed it by a year. They won it and that, that, that just actually shows you how long ago it is. Look how old is he. Look, look. He wasn't even born when Tottenham <laughs> won the league last. Look at the form on him, though. Look at the form on him, though. Look. Look at that. Oh, dear. 49. He's, 49 and I'm he's looking so at vain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you say 49? 
undefeated. You ain't 49. <laughs> uh, you know yeah, I'm younger not than me. Right, if you're 49, you've had an up and downhill paper around. Oh, <laughs> Boys, on that note, thank you very much for joining us. Tony, get get yourself a decent microphone because you have some really good valid points, and it's really hard sometimes yeah, to jump in with go. it. So, Tom, yeah, get uh, everywhere they go. Ben, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I've got to just tell you this story before I go. And Don't let them get battered right. everywhere they on go. Sunday, on Sunday, obviously, I went up early with the boys. So, Missy says, oh, do you know what? I'm going to take the kids to the old Toby Carver. She can't be bothered to cook. So, both my son and daughter are in Arsenal shirts. So, I get a text after the game from my missus and that to say, uh, oh, Harper's had a couple of rares. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, there was one boy in the queue that had a Tottenham shirt on. She kept just like mocking him and all that to the point that the dad had to come up and have a chat with my missus. He was as good as gold, by the way, and no problem. But then because she was watching it with my stepdaughter on the phone, we went 2-0 up and there was another girl in the corner. She had a Tottenham-like T-shirt. It was like glittery or sparkly. She just kept looking over and kissing the badge, going 2-0, 2-0. Like proper ingrained <laughs> ass, the winner. But How old is she? It was hilarious. She's, sitting, she's only five. Oh, she wow. Tony <laughs> Carvery offering Tottenham fans there. <laughs> but brilliant! It made my day coming over there, and I just thought, I'm such a proud dad. <laughs> Boys, uh, Trev, as always, thanks very much. Uh, you have been watching uh, uh, Guns and Yellow, Guns and Yellow. It's alcohol free. Can you believe it? It's alcohol free beer. And he's watching Harry Kane for struggling it's to speak. Like Kane. <laughs> it's like Harry Kane. Fergus Keating, <laughs> he talks like Harry Kane. No, 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 no. You have been watching the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, click on the subscribe button on YouTube or Facebook uh, and tell your mates about it. Uh, listen, we do it for fun. Uh, as you can see, generally taking the mick out of each other. Um, it's a genuine, true fans uh, podcast. Uh, thanks very much, everyone. And remember... Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.